Talking UFC Brasilia, Cyborg vs. Landsberg, and joining me to break down UFC Brasilia is UFC Bantamweight Albert Morales. Albert, welcome back to Half the Battle, man. Hey, man, long time no see, right? <laughs> I know, right? How's it going, bro? Uh, doing great, man. You know, uh, you know, got to get my fight in. A little, little upset about the the results, but it's all good, man. We're still, you know, we got some hype building up behind us, and uh, ready to talk these fights. Absolutely, man. And before we talk the fights, let's just get into your UFC debut real quick because it was last week. It was an unbelievable fight. I mean, you and Alejandro threw down. Now, me and all the fans thought that you won the fight, but you know, this was the UFC's first time in Hidalgo. We know how it goes with those judges. So they scored it a draw, which was, you know, kind of bullshit. But the bottom line is the fans were exposed to your very exciting fighting style, and we can't wait to see you back, bro. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's what I aim to do. I was a little disappointed with myself, you know, but at the same time, you know, Alejandro, you know, I got to give credit where credit's due. He didn't, he didn't fall into what we thought he was going to do. He actually um, did the complete opposite, which was uh, kind of avoid the fight majority of the time. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, uh, and that's it, man. You know, you can't, you can't complain about the past. You just got to keep looking forward and ready for the next one. Absolutely. Now, I want to ask you this, dude, because when you were walking out, you were super pumped. You were so amped. I was like, man, he might have an adrenaline dump. And then your cardio was fine all three rounds. So how do you balance that, man? Oh, dude, I, I just, as, as, soon as, it get, as soon as I get into the cage, it just kind of just shuts down and I just get zeroed in. Um, I, I, well, to me, like, I, I figured that the crowd, you know, I, I figured they'd be, like, kind of dead. It's like the first fight of the night. You know, they're also there for him. So I figured I had to come out there and just turn up and get everybody a little excited for it. You know, they get ready to get ready for the Warrior show. Um, and plus, I was actually really pumped, man. You know, I guess that's where my jitters came in. It just I just felt all this emotion, all this, all this like just joy. So I just I just had to let it out. But it's like now we're there to do just go out there and just be like calculated and precise and and win fights. Dude, who are you more pissed at, the judges or Evan Dunham for stealing your fight of the night bonus? Ah, oh, dude, I, I do. <laughs> it's funny, man, because uh, funny thing is, me and Rick actually got really cool with, uh, like, our teams got pretty cool because we both had to do uh, some medical stuff when we got there, and uh, we actually got really cool. So, funny thing is, my dad calls me during uh, during that fight, and uh, uh, he's like, "Yo, man, so how you feeling?" I said, "I'm, I'm good, man. The only thing that I'm upset about is I'm watching my money disappear from me." <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, man but the good news is with a fighting style like yours and you're super young i mean the bonuses are going to come dude i got no doubt in my mind yeah thanks man i really appreciate it that's exactly what we're trying to do we're trying to get some of those knockout bonuses though more than that more than these fight of the night yeah, dude, and I'll tell you what, you know, after the fight, I was like, I want to see uh, Albert Morales versus Anthony Burchek, just because I know, you know, that's a fight of the night, knockout of the night kind of fight, you know what I mean? Definitely, definitely, and, 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 and you know, me and uh, Anthony have crossed paths, like, uh, like, seeing each other in local scenes and stuff like that, not 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 during fights, but, like, watching fights, and, and you know, he's a cool dude, he, he trains out of, uh, I think, Tenside, Tucson, I know he trains with my friend, uh, Ken, uh, Ken, Casey, so it's like, um, you know, I'd be down to fight him. You know, like it'd be a great, it would be a great show. 
Um, I know he, he retweeted, I retweeted, so let's make that happen, Dana and, and fans. You know, let's just get it cracking. Yeah, Sean Shelby, Mick Maynard, if you guys booked that matchup, hit up your boy because I got a lot more matchups in my mind. But, dude, Albert, we got to break <laughs> down this UFC Brasilia card. And, man, Eric Silva is taking on Luan Chagas, first fight on FS1. And Luan is actually a minus 150 favorite. The comeback on Eric Silva is plus 140. Now, earlier in this week, Eric Silva actually opened as the favorite, but the, the lines have switched since a lot of money came in on Chagas. And honestly, dude... I don't blame the public for putting their money on Chagas. You know, this is a guy who made his UFC debut against Sergio Moraes, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion, and he took it on very short notice. He was 22 years old at the time, and I got to say, man, the kid performed admirably. He dropped Serginho twice in the first round, and then when he got into those bad spots that we all thought, you know, might be problematic, such as giving up your back against a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion, he handled himself Quite well, he bucked him off, and then he got on top. So I'm very impressed with Luan Chagas. And the fact that, you know, he is 22, 23, like I mentioned, he can only get better from here. But with Eric Silva, you know, Eric Silva's the kind of guy that he's never won a decision in the UFC. And there's a reason for that, because all of his fights are super exciting. I mean, he he's a finisher, man. It's either a first-round finish or bust. But, man, I, I think he's kind of uh, at the tail end. And I, it's not my place to say that about a fighter. But, you know, he has been knocked out a couple times. And, you know, a thing that I think will favor Chagas here is Chagas is more of a combination striker. You know, he's a former Muay Thai world champion. With Eric, he does throw hard, but it's only one shot at a time. You know, it's a body kick or it's a flying kick or, you know, a big right hand. And he throws everything he has into it. But I don't think he sets it up that well. And I think Chagas can capitalize on him, man. Definitely, and and also, man, uh, you, uh, his ground game is actually really well. I'm not I'm talking about Chagas. His ground game is actually really underrated. I looked at a couple of highlight films, and and the guy he he's a, he's actually a pretty good ground guy, man. You know, so I'm, I wasn't really surprised on, on his performance his last uh, UFC fight. So, I, and I and I see that I see Eric uh, Eric sort of over committing, and then him taking advantage of that, maybe taking a shot, or or actually, you know, Eric Eric actually sometimes overcommits so hard that he actually falls down. And because uh, because he he swings and and ha- doesn't have the proper footwork to to keep himself balanced, so I, I I'm actually um going against Eric Silva for for the first time. I just uh, you know, I and, and like you said, he's been knocked out a couple like a lot lately, and 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 I think those that those hits are taking its toll. Um, he this is I think this is his third camp I, uh, that that he switched up. I think last time he was with Kings, and I guess that didn't work out. So he switched up again, I think, right? Yeah, really you're, sure. you're 100 percent correct, man. Not only has he switched camps, but he's doing the whole home gym thing, where you know he started the gym and you know he's the main guy there. And usually, when guys do yeah. that towards the tail end, you know it's a sign of maybe they don't have the same motivation that they used to at one point. Because when you go to a gym like Kings, you're going to be pushed every single day. Exactly. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know. Who knows if if if, if you know what would happen there? But um, I, you know, you see what Halfail does with people. Um, he works. He works miracles. So um, uh, who knows, man? That, that whatever his choice was to leave, that's his choice. But uh, I'm definitely. Uh, I feel bad, but I gotta go. I'm, I'm going with uh, the underdog this time. Yeah, and you mentioned how you know this is one of the first times you've picked against Eric Silva. I'm on the same boat as you, man. But you know they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. <laughs> well, this time I'm gonna switch it up, man. I'm gonna go with Chagas. You know, earlier in the week when he was plus 130, I took that shot. Now he's minus 150. The line is flipped. I'm not as comfortable laying that favorite money. But you know, if it does hit that minus 135 range, I wouldn't uh, fault anyone for betting that. And for everyone taking the shot on on Eric Silva, you know, saying, "Oh, he looked ripped at the weigh-ins." Well, man, he looked ripped at the weigh-ins last time too and we saw what happened yeah. so you know there's more than just being ripped on the scale you know yeah definitely and 
now, man. He's a big dude, too, I, and that's why he looks so ripped, because he's getting dehydrated, man. That's all that is. Um, so, so I don't know. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's dope, man, but I just, I just feel like he's a, like he's, he's a one-trick pony, and, and if that trick doesn't work, uh, it kind of, you know. And he's, very, he's honestly, he's very sloppy with his hands, too. You know, he keeps his hands real, real low, and, 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 and Luau, he actually keeps his hands pretty high. You know, he is a Muay Thai world champion, and, and he's dope. The only thing that I saw is I, I kind of questioned his power at that weight, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Luan or Eric? Luan. You know, the reason that I don't have too much of a question is because he did drop uh, Serginho twice, but at the same time, to your point, you know, he did drop him twice and didn't finish him. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and this is just going off of, uh, I looked back at his highlight tape and, and I did a little bit more research on him because um, I just wanted to, because I, I know he, I, I saw his last fight, but other than that, I don't know too much about him. And so I, I, I kind of, like that's what I said, I kind of questioned power. I saw, him a, I saw him a lot on the ground and he looked like a beast on the ground. Um, so, and, and you telling me he's a Muay Thai guy, that, that, that's crazy. So, uh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. I think, I think we got a new beast at the, at Welchweight. One thing we can agree on is this fight is most likely not going the distance. Definitely. Definitely not. Whether it be submission or knockout. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So next up, man, in the flyweight division, we got Juicier Formiga. He's minus 190. The comeback on Dustin Ortiz is plus 165. This is a very good fight, man. You know, I remember back before there was a flyweight division in the UFC, and uh, Formiga was considered the number one flyweight on the planet. And he didn't go by the name Formiga. He was actually a Juicier Da Silva. Everyone would talk about this Da Silva guy. I was like, who is he? And then he comes to the UFC, and man, he's a beast. Eh? And, you know, I don't want to call him a one-trick pony because he's not. You know, his striking is decent, but what he's known for is his ability to take your back is just world-class. However, he's not known for finishing guys when he takes their backs. But if you can't escape that back mount, you're going to lose the round. With Dustin Ortiz, great wrestler. He's been in there with some top guys in the division. And, you know, I don't fault anyone for taking the shot on Ortiz. It's just for me, I have to pass because, you know, when if Formiga takes his back, you know, for the entire, for all 15 minutes, it's, you know, it's going to be a, a shitty way to lose a bet, you know? Yeah, definitely, and and you know how else do you see Dustin winning a fight? You know, other than getting maybe a a really good punch or or you know taking him to the ground. So he kind of plays into um, Formiga's uh, strong points, definitely. Yeah, and we mentioned earlier how, you know, Eric Silva was doing the whole home gym thing. Well, Dustin Ortiz is doing the home gym thing, too. You know, he left uh, Rufus Sport after his last fight. He's been gone for about a year, and he's been in Nashville doing, uh, you know, the the little home gym thing. So I, I want to see how he looks, man. You know, if they get into scrambles, it could get interesting. But once Formiga takes his back, you're not getting out of that position. Yeah, and he's coming off a, a tough loss against Wilson Hayes. So that, that, I don't know, that could be some motivation. I don't know. Uh, Coming off a loss always motivates me, so let's see how it goes. But at the same time, switching camps after and and doing all that 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 could all affect you. And uh, I don't know, it's gonna be a good one, but I'm, I'm going with the favor for sure. Yeah, I am as well, but I'm definitely staying away from a bet because I could see, you know, with certain scrambles, you know, maybe Ortiz, you know, finishes the last minute of the round on top. The judges give him the decision, so it's one of those things where I would just recommend sitting back and enjoying it as a fan. You know, definitely. So, dude, next up in your division, we got Hani Yaya. He's minus 120. The comeback on Mishinori Tanaka is plus 110. Dude, I love this fight. You know, with Tanaka, he's a beast, man. He's an absolute monster. You know, he can out-grapple dudes. He can out-strike them. The biggest issue with him is his gas tank. You know, he is prone to gassing in that third round hard. In that fight with Joe Soto, I bet on Tanaka there. First two rounds, we look amazing. Third round, you know, we're huffing and puffing. We're high-fiving and hugging. That's the kind of shit I don't like to see when I'm betting on a guy. And with Hani Yaya, unbelievable jujitsu. 
jiu-jitsu. He's a veteran of the game. He's been in there with everyone, and he's really putting it together, you know, towards the latter part of his career. So what I'm wondering here is, you know, can Hani Yaya last long enough to where Mishinori Tanaka is gassing out, and then Hani can take his back and choke him out, or is Mishinori Tanaka going to manhandle him? Because I do believe in the early going, Tanaka can uh, can put it on Yaya for sure. Yeah, he's got a he's got a pop. I'm trying to remember. Is he he's, he's orthodox, right? Which one? Yeah, I think they're both orthodox, to be honest. Yeah, he's got a pretty good right. Um, he's he's really strong. I remember that fight with Joe Soto. Joe Soto had him in like I I thought a really deep go go bottom, but man, he he knew exactly. He stayed calm and got out of that situation. Uh, yeah, you're right. He did get tired towards the third round, but um, he, he, he could, the thing is with that guy, he could finish it any round. You know, he could finish it right off the bat. And um, I and and I did see a lot of like you know a lot of you know like Haniyala is pretty tough, but against uh, Matt, Matt was actually kind of bringing it to him, and I thought Matt was a little sloppy that fight. So um, uh, I I don't I don't know. I'd rather not go for any of them because they're both in my division. And I want to fight them both anyways. Um, <laughs> Who do you think presents a bigger challenge to you? Um, none of them, but I'll go with Tanaka a little bit. A little bit, just because he's got that. He's, he's pretty strong, and he's a little bit more well-rounded, I think. Um, I think Kaniyaya is getting better in his stand-up, but um, I, I don't know. Not It's not it's not good enough. Uh, and, and on top of that, he's a, he's, you know, he's, he's a midget. So, um, yeah, give, uh, they're both midgets. So I'll fight them both. Um, I'll give it to Tanaka. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel you on that, man. As long as he doesn't gas hard in that third round, I think he's got this. And, you know, you mentioned Matthew Lopez and something he's got in common with you. And I didn't even know that you were on looking for a fight when I interviewed you last time. My buddies told me, uh, oh, Morales was on looking for a fight. I was like, damn, all I knew was I watched all your regional scene fights and I was very impressed. But then when I saw that video of Dana White telling you that you got the contract, I mean, that was unbelievable. Tell me what that moment was like, man. Oh, man, it was just like... uh it's just it's just amazing to, feel, to to notice or to realize that you know dreams do come true and, and and that cliche that says if you want something bad enough and work hard for it you can get it you know growing up you hear people saying that to you all the time you can be anything you want to be you just got to put your mind to it. it sounds so corny and cliche but it's the truth man and and and, and to see that and to feel that happen at that moment was just it was just amazing and so the the, the only thing that could pop into my head is just give Dana a big old hug. Yeah, dude, that was an unbelievable moment. And, uh, you know, I hope no one deletes that video because, you know, it's one of those that you're going to show. I mean, I don't know if you already have, but it's the kind of video you show your kids, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I kind of, like, go back and watch it, you know, when, I, when I'm feeling kind of sad or something. Like, not sad, but having a rough day. You know, I go yeah. back and be like, oh, man, you made it. Did you make your dreams come true? You know, go out there and keep working, bro. Yeah, and I mean, I agree with you. I mean, focus, dedication, hard work, persistence, that's what it's all about in any area of life. Yep, sure. So, dude, in the lightweight division, we got Brazilian versus Brazilian. We got Gilbert Dorinho Burns. He's minus 225, and the comeback on Michelle Prezeris is plus 205. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say that Michelle Prezeris actually missed weight by two pounds earlier today on the scales. Not that that has any effect on the fight, but, you know, just saying he didn't make the weight, and oftentimes when guys miss weight, they, you know, they sometimes lose the fight. Unless it's back before the pre-weigh-ins when, you know, John Lineker missed weight by, like, three pounds, and then he decided not to go back and cut the extra weight. You know, he was just like, fuck it, man, I'm going to come in and fight, and then he knocks dudes out the very next day. I don't think... Exactly. Yeah, I don't think this is one of those situations, man, with uh, Gilbert Dorinho Burns. You know what I'm really no. impressed with by him? It's not his world-class jiu-jitsu. It's his toughness, man. I mean... You can, yeah. you can just hit this guy with everything, and 
you can land flush, you can drop him, and he's still gonna try to beat you. I respect that quality a lot in a fighter. Now, with Michelle Prezeris, he's very tough too, but you know, he noticeably gasses in the later rounds of his fights. Now, they're both jujitsu black belts. I would say Burns is on a higher level with his black belt. Way And, uh, you know, they're gonna throw bombs for the first two rounds, but I honestly believe, you know, even though it's black belt versus black belt, I think Burns can tap him out in that third round, man. And uh, I'm going with Gilbert Dorino. Same here. Gilbert, Gilbert's just, his jiu-jitsu's just on another level, man. Um, the, like, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a big jiu-jitsu guy, you know, competition jiu-jitsu, that's my, like, jiu-jitsu's my life, man. I love competing jiu-jitsu, I love sport jiu-jitsu, lapel, guard, all that, all that weird, funky stuff, that's, that's what I love doing. And Gilbert is, you know, Abu Dhabi world champion. This guy's won everything you can think of in jiu-jitsu. The guy's a beast. Um, and and like you said, he's tough. His striking's not you know not as as good as you know as we want it to be, but he's he's definitely a beast. Um, that toughness I saw when he fought my boy Christos Giagos and Christos, I think I think it was his first or second fight in the UFC. He fought him in Brazil, and Christos hit that hit him with everything but the kitchen sink. And and Gilbert still came back and managed to armbar him in the last like seconds of the first of the first round with a beautiful armbar. And and Christos is no slouch on the ground either, man. So. Gilbert's just no joke, dude. He's nothing to play with, and and I go with Gilbert too. And I think uh, I, I think he submits him probably, or or maybe controls him to a decision. But I think Gilbert's a better fighter. Definitely, man. Now this one, you know, for me is actually kind of tough to call a featherweight bout between Pepe Godofredo Pepe. He's minus one thirty. The comeback on Mike De La Torre is plus one twenty. Now I understand a lot of people are very confident in Pepe going into this fight, but for me, the reason it's tough to call is because just like Eric Silva, Pepe is a one round fighter. You know, in that first round, you better fucking watch out, man, because he's throwing flying True. knees, flying triangles. He's big overhand rights, you know, he's trying to take your head off. But if you can get past that first round, he becomes a different guy. And Delatore, you know, he does train at the lab. You know, maybe he doesn't have, you know, the... Maybe he's not a Brian Barberena per se, but I mean he has played spoiler more than once. You know, he beat Tiago Trator in Brazil. He beat Yochul Nam in South Korea. So he knows what it's like to go to someone's hometown and home country and beat them. He's played spoiler before. So it's about, is Pepe going to finish him in that first round or is Mike Delatore going to win the next two rounds? See, normally I, I would go definitely for Delatore because, yeah, you're right, he is the home killer. But, dude, Pepe in Brazil is a monster, dude. He does, I don't think that guy loses in Brazil. So, you you know, he's, he's I, I, I guess I got to go with Pepe, man. I love him in Brazil. He comes, and he comes out flying. And and you know what? Even though he gets tired, he still keeps swinging. So I got to go with him, man, especially in Brazil. Outside of Brazil, I wouldn't go for him for anything. But he's in Brazil. He's going to go represent for his country. He's going to go out there and fly. You think uh, it's going to be a first-round finish? Um, I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. But uh, I, I don't think, uh, you know, Mike Del Torre is not a dummy either. He's going to he's gonna be a little bit smart and kind of avoid things and let the bad gas out. But... I just think just Pepe in, in, in Brazil, man, dude. I don't know. I don't know. What, I, I, I fought in my home crowd one time, and, and I know how much of a boost that'll give you. So, uh, I, and that guy go. He, he becomes super sane when he's in Brazil. So that's, that's why I go for him. Yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. You know, Delatore told me that he's gonna wait for Pepe to burn himself out, and then he's gonna take over. Yeah. But I mean, talk is cheap. It's easier said than done. Well, yeah, definitely. And and, and but he, you know, Delatore is actually a really smart fighter, man. And and, and I I could see him doing that, but. I don't know, man. Let's see. Hopefully, and make, what if you know? What if Pepe knows that he's going to do that and, and kind of chills out? So we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. Um, and plus, he, he's, he's. I think he's. He's been in the UFC a little bit longer, so I'm pretty sure he. 
he's kind of he's he's getting smarter as a fighter, hopefully. And and like I said, he's in Brazil, man. That that's 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 definitely an X factor for that guy. Absolutely, that's a big factor in uh, in many ways, if you know what I mean. Now, next up, dude, we got Tiago Santos. He's minus six oh five, and the comeback on Eric Spicely is plus five oh five. Now, you know when you see a minus six oh five line, you think, "Damn, that's really high." Let's look at the dog. But you know what? In this fight, I think it should be minus eight hundred, man. I know Tiago Santos is coming off that loss to Gegard Mousasi, but the fact that he got to a fight with Mousasi, that's a big deal. That's a completely different level yeah. than where Spicely is. Now, Spicely, he's actually a pretty good. Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt you know he uh he beat my boy Tex Johnson and dominated him with the grappling but I mean that's that's a regional scene fight you know what I mean at the UFC level Tiago Santos you know he's been performing at a much higher level and he's been beating some good dudes you know he beat uh Elias Theodoro um who was the guy he beat right after that I can't even remember but he uh he had a really good fight right after that I'm, a, I'm actually looking it up right now you're talking about Tiago yeah, Tiago Santos. He uh, let's see. So he beat Elias Teodoro. Oh yeah, and then he knocked out Nate Marquardt. That was a good one for him too. And his yeah, his yeah, Nate, that was a, dude, that was ridiculous, right? Yeah, I remember that. His, yeah, yeah it, 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 it's definitely if Tiago loses, everything's his fault. He, I don't I don't see that happening at all. Um, and like you said, against Gegard Mousasi, man, that's that's top of the line quality. That's like the, the best opponent you can probably <laughs> you can get at that weight. One of the top guys, man. He's so he's so creative and. He's so uh, he's so well rounded. So that's not. I, I, I guess it's a loss because we're fighters. But man, that's not really a loss. That's a that's the fight that you can lose. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, man, those body kicks from Tiago Santos. I mean, you cringe when you see those body kicks, man. I mean, you hear so the the crack. It's like a baseball bat, man. He's so powerful. He's so powerful. Um, and yeah, you, like you said, he beat Nate Marquardt. You know, he's man. He's a vet, man. I, 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 it's, it's definitely, I don't, see, I don't see him losing at all. Dude, uh, did you see that head kick knockout he had of Steve Bossy? It was like in 30 seconds. So the fight starts, he throws a big leg kick, then he throws a big body kick, and then he finishes it off with the head kick. And it was like a baseball bat hitting a fucking grand slam, dude. It was it was something I'd never forget. Well, I'm, I'm going to look it up as soon as I'm done. I haven't said, yeah, I, I do see it was 30 seconds into the first round. That's crazy. It was, yeah, it was vicious. <laughs> Hey, brother, you still there? I think I'd rather take the head kick so I don't feel the body. Yeah, exactly, man. And, uh, you know, it's funny because after that fight, I was like, yeah, Steve Bossy is never going to come back the same because that was a life-changing KO. And then he actually went on to win his next two fights, so props to Steve Bossy. But back to this fight, man, I think Tiago Santos is going to finish him in the first round. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's definitely uh, his fight to lose. So this is the moment you and I have been waiting for. We got... Francisco Masuranduba Trinaldo. He's minus 115, and the comeback on Paul the Irish Dragon Felder is plus 105. Man, in my opinion, this could be the main event because this is like the only fight that has the potential to go five rounds. You know what I mean? And dude, Francisco Trinaldo has been looking better than ever. He's an he's an unbelievable southpaw. He's on a six fight win streak, and I mean he stalks dudes, throws that big overhand left. If he wants to grind, he can grind. Biggest issue with uh with Francisco. I wouldn't call the fact that he's 38 an issue, but what I would say is that, you know, one common theme that we've been saying on this card is some of these dudes have limited gas tanks. I think Trinaldo is one of those guys, man, and it might be due to the fact that he just comes out hard, and if he doesn't put you away, that's when he starts to gas out. You know, that fight with Yancey Medeiros, 
first yeah. first round. I mean, he sets a significant strike record on his face. Second round, Trinaldo gets dropped, and the only reason that Medeiros wasn't able to finish him was because Medeiros was so rocked and gassed out that he couldn't capitalize. But I'll tell you what, Paul Felder is a durable guy that can go all three rounds hard. He's training with Mark Henry, who's an absolute... Uh, magician of a coach. You know, he's responsible for Frankie Edgar and Edson Barbosa's recent success. I mean, Mark Henry, that's the kind of guy you want in your corner. So with Paul Felder, I know a lot of people criticize him because of that Ross Pearson fight. But you know what, man? The backstory to that fight is, so, you know, he fought Edson Barbosa in his third ever UFC fight. Yeah. And then right after that fight, he goes up to Joe Silva. He's like, dude, I want to fight again ASAP and Joe Silva's like dude you just had a three-round war tonight like you know why don't you chill why don't you rest up wait till you're 100 percent and then call me because we want to see the best Irish dragon so then uh three days later Joe Silva calls him and uh you know Paul Felder's icing his shins he's drinking a beer in the bathtub and uh Joe's like hey man you want to fight Ross Pearson of course Felder took the fight he's a fighter that's what fighters do fighters fight but he wasn't 100 percent going into that fight and you could tell and you could still make the argument that he won that fight but regardless man Every fighter has to take, you know, an L to a lesser fighter from time to time. I mean, even Tornado lost to guys like Piotr Hallman along the way. But it's about taking yeah. those experiences, learning, and becoming better. And I think Felder is the more technical striker. I think he's got better cardio. He's more durable. And he's got the style to beat Tornado. You know, obviously it's in Brazil, so that's in uh, that's in Tornado's favor. But man, I just think that it's going to be a striking match. And uh, Felder's not the kind of guy you want to get into a striking match with unless you're Edson Barboza. Exactly, dude, and and and, and that's Ed, that's Edson Barbosa on his terror right now. You know, that's not like Edson Barbosa a couple of years ago when, you know, when he was, when he had a little slip. Like Edson Barbosa right now is a monster, dude. Um, uh, dude, that Rob, that Ross Pearson fight broke my heart because they're, those are two two of my you know favorite lightweights in the game. Um, dude, I love Paul. You know, he he's he's the Irish Dragon is probably one of my favorite fighters in the roster right now. Um, I always tune in to see that guy. It's funny because, like, like I, I forgot what, what was. Let me see. What was the first fight I watched him fight? Um, it might have been when, in that Canada fight, right? And then after that, I saw him knock out Danny Castillo, and then, um, and then, and then right after, like, dude, he 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 got fights like lined up right back to right back to right. And then it's funny because I found out that he actually trained with Cowboy for a little bit, or like they're actually really good friends. No wonder, man. They just take fights like nothing, man. Those guys are real fighters. Um, I just love I just love watching him fight, um, and I'll never go against him. He, you know, he could fight he could he could fight anybody, and, and I'm going with Paul all day because he brings it, man. He's a creative striker. He's so strong. He's so durable, like you said, and he doesn't stop coming forward. I love him. Um, technically, he's he's you know like he's got cool spinning stuff. He's got cool spinning backfists. He's got cool spinning elbows, and he knows when to throw him. So I I, I got him all day, man. And and I, I don't see this fight. You know I. This fight, this this fight can't suck. That's that's the reason why I'm so. This should be the main event for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, another thing about that Barboza fight, man, is that you know Barboza, he's a 12 to 15 fight UFC veteran, and and Felder fought him on his third ever UFC fight, and he performed admirably, man. I mean, that's a that's a big step up in competition. I feel like people don't really understand that, and then they criticize him because he went to a decision with Josh Berkman. But here's the thing, man, no one finishes Josh Berkman in that first round. Like I don't I don't care if. 
Berkman loses a lot of fights. It's still a tough fight every single time you go up against Berkman. You watch any of his UFC fights, and I mean, it's always competitive with him. So I wasn't surprised that Felder had a competitive fight with him either, but he still won. And now he's getting that experience under his belt. And this could be the best performance we've ever seen from him, dude. Oh yeah, no, he's 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 he's, a, he's an animal, man. He keeps coming, and like I said, he's he's one of my favorites. He, he's 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 got to be a fan favorite now, man. That guy's ridiculous. He always comes to the fight. You know, he he's I don't know how many fights has he had since. Um, let me look this. He's up. four and uh, he's four and two in the UFC. Four and two, and and he started in 2014, man. That's two years, and he's got like he's got six fights already. He's just he's just on it, man. And and I love him. I he's he's definitely one of my favorites. I, I thought I thought he was training at at, um, at Jackson. Yeah, he was for a while, but he left. Uh, he's training with Mark Henry, and you know it's funny. Uh, Mark Henry's like, dude, you're you're a Philly guy. Why, why don't you stay in the East Coast? Stop traveling to Albuquerque, New Mexico for all your camps, you know. But hey, ever since he made that switch, he's on a two fight streak, and I think that with that momentum, we can see you know a good performance here against Ronaldo. You know, even though the odds are against him, it's in Brazil. Ronaldo's on a six fight win streak. I do feel like that. You know, once again, it's not my place to say the end is near for a fighter because that's disrespectful. But, you know, Ronaldo is 38 years of age. And, you know, it, yeah. it's it's coming soon, man. You know what I'm saying? I think Felder could be the guy to stop him. Uh, it, it, uh, but he's and he's not going to go down without a fight either. So it's going to be it, it, this, this fight. <laughs> fight tonight for sure. I, I, I'll put my money on that right now. Yeah, definitely. Now, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but I took a shot on Felder at plus 120 earlier in the week. Now it's plus 105, which, you know, it's still playable, that plus money. So I'd, I'd take that shot. I don't blame people for betting Tornado either because, you know, he is on that six-fight streak. He is in Brazil. He is a motherfucker. You know, he's a great fighter too. But the way the styles match up, man, I'm leaning Felder here, dude. Yeah, but it's still going to be an exciting fight. But, yeah, I got to go Felder all day. I can never go against Felder. Yeah, I feel that, man. Now, next up, dude. Oh, man. This one has the potential to get ugly. We got Roy Nelson. He's minus 440, and the comeback on Bigfoot is plus 390. Now, you know, I got a lot of respect for Bigfoot. Really? I mean, back in his day, you know, he, he beat Fedor. He beat Overeem. He's got some good – he beat Travis Brown. He's got some good wins under his resume, but, you know, he needs to take that testosterone because he's got this – uh thing called gigantism which he needs that yeah. testosterone and he can't take it because of the the regulations and dude uh you know you saw that fight with mark hunt the first one where you know bigfoot got dropped and he got back up and shit and went all five rounds that, that shit's yeah. not gonna happen ever again dude you know what i mean because you know his last few fights it was like you know he'd get knocked out within two minutes but now it's like he's getting knocked out on the first punch anyone lands and i know roy is an aging competitor and he was swinging and missing against Derek lewis but Derek lewis is a heavyweight in his prime he's a beast yeah the black beast says it all bro he really is Ex- um, exactly i i just think that roy nelson can swing the overhand right and, and put him down straight up all day man roy nelson is one of the greats dude not only not only can he knock you out, like not only does he only want to knock you out, but it's, it, you know he's also a really good black belt on the ground too. So, and I respect any fat boy that does jujitsu. You know he's a beast, dude. I see him knocking Bigfoot out in the first, you know, and 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 you know, and then rubbing his belly. He, he Roy, Roy Nelson's just on another level, dude. I, you know I love him. I always root for him, unless when, you know, except for the time you know against Mark Hunter or anything like that. But. Yeah. but <laughs> I go, I, I, you know, it's funny, dude. I, I always, I always root for our fat heavyweights like Mark Hunt, uh, uh, Roy Nelson, uh, uh, DC. You know, when he was a heavyweight, because they're chubby, man. I, I, you know, I respect it, man. I like the real heavyweight, dude. And on top of that, they come to bang. 
They're coming for knockouts because and 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 I love it. I love the fact that they actually do knock people out in the first because I'm not trying to watch a three round heavyweight fight. Exactly. And good. Yeah. Dude, and you know what's funny? I'm glad you brought up his black belt because look, let's say by some stretch of the imagination, Roy Nelson can't land the big right, which I don't think is going to happen. I think he's going to knock out Bigfoot. But let's say somehow Bigfoot can avoid that. I think Roy Nelson can outgrapple him too. I mean, he took down Josh Barnett three times. He took down Derek Lewis a bunch of times. So if the if the striking ain't working out, which you know I don't foresee that happening, but if it doesn't work out, he can take him down too. But I'm going with that first round KO, man. Definitely, definitely, and and I would love to see Roy on the ground because Roy is a legit black belt. People just don't see it because he's just trying to knock people's heads out. But like you said, he he took out he took down Josh Barnett, then he took out uh, the Black Beast. So. I don't know. He's a beast, man. I love him. Definitely. Now, next up, the co-main event of the evening. We got the former bantamweight champion, Henan Barao. He's minus 450. The comeback on Felipe Nover is plus 400. Now, man, I'm a big fan of Barao. You know, back in back in his prime, he was one of the most exciting bantamweights to watch. And just uh, his fluidity on the feet, his black belt, the way he takes your back. He's a motherfucker to deal with, and I think that a lot of people are acting like, you know, he's on his way out, but if you look at it, he's really only lost to two people, TJ Dillashaw and Jeremy Stevens, who are both complete studs, but, you know, I understand that after that beating, the the two beatings against TJ Dillashaw, you know, maybe your confidence isn't the isn't where it should be, but he came back against Jeremy Stevens, man, and even in that loss, I thought he performed better than he did in his win against Mitch Gagnon, and I think uh, he's... He's picking his confidence back up, and here against Felipe Nover, this could be the time where he, you know, he gets back on track, man. Now with Nover, the thing that he's got going for him, man, is he kicks fucking hard, dude. Like that fight with uh, Tukugov, you know, I bet on Tukugov there, and uh, Nover made me sweat that shit, man, because you know it went to a split decision, which was interesting because I thought uh, Tukugov clearly won the fight, but I gotta say Nover's Nover's kicks, his body kicks in particular, are damn hard. So you know Burrell's got to be aware of that, but I think Burrell's better than him everywhere, man. Same here. Um, yeah, it's, I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not being super uh, competitive with you, but yeah, it's the truth, man. Henan Burrell, um, I, I saw that that that, that fight um, with with. Um, with Felipe, um, he, he he he's good, man. Um, from from what I understand, he's actually he's got really good wrestling too, right? Like that that's kind of his strong point, right? Yeah, and uh, he trains with Mark Henry as well, so that's a good camp. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, 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 Brown during his time, man, was just unstoppable. I, I the way I the way I I saw Brown back in those days, like. He's like, you ever seen that movie 300, the first one where they had that, that beast chained up and everybody was just holding him back. And as soon as he got, as soon as they, it was time, they let him go and he was just killed everything. Yeah. That's how Henan Brow was, you know, when, when, um, that, when he got the belt and was, he was just killing everybody and everything. And I wish he would go back to that, man, because when he was, during that time, man, he was definitely one of my favorites. And he still is, but I, I feel like his confidence is, is, is kind of, it's kind of messed up. I got a, I got. Uh, I'm from the Carlson Gracie team. We got guys that train with them out there in uh, Novo and Yao, and and they kind of like you know they kind of hint to the fact that you know he it, it's not. I don't think it's in him as much anymore. I don't think he. I don't th- honestly. I don't think he wants to be the champion anymore. I think he just fights because you know it, it's just who he is. But I, I don't see the hunger in him. I, I I'm rooting for him, and and I think he's I think he's better all around, and I, I think he wants that he wants to win, and and especially in this whole, in, in Brazil, you know. Um, I'm rooting for him. I think he's definitely well-rounded. He's he's, he's better than him all the way around. I, the, the hunger's still not there, but I think he's still got enough to beat uh, Felipe. 
Now, Felipe is a lot bigger than him. Not that the bigger guy always wins, but do you think the the size difference could be a factor here? Or do you think the fact that, you know, Barral's so much better skill-wise, that's what's going to be the difference? That's a good point, yeah, because uh, Felipe's a stud, man. That guy's, like, chiseled. Um, I don't think so, man. I, I really don't. I, you know, but actually, Felipe's actually a pretty smart fighter based off that fight with, with uh, what's his name, Turvalov? Tur- Tur- I, I don't know his yeah, name. Tuhugov, uh, yeah, Tuhugov, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he 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 fought he fought that pretty smart. He didn't rush in there and get cracked by him. So we'll see, man. It might it, you know uh, the size definitely doesn't matter. I don't think um, he does kick hard. He, I remember all those kicks he threw. I don't know. I don't think so. I think Henan Brown has way more way way more uh, tricks up his sleeve. And I think he, I think I don't think Felipe's faced anybody. Well, he hasn't faced anybody on the level Henan Brown. Whether he be, you know whether Henan being a little bit small. Um, yeah. I have to agree with you there, man. Now, next up, the main event of the evening, we got Cyborg, who's minus 1050, and the comeback on Lena Landsberg is plus 850. So, according to the odds makers, this is a mismatch, and, you know, it might be. The thing with Landsberg is she's actually a good striker, but, man, she's so much smaller than Cyborg, and I'm not talking about Barrow versus Nover smaller. I'm talking about she's she's seriously smaller where the size could be a big difference now i know in cyborg's kickboxing match with jarena bars she got her ass whooped but you know jarena bars is 41 and oh one of the best uh, female muay thai fighters of all time and you know she was like 37 and no at the time and cyborg was making her kickboxing debut so there's no shame in losing to jarena bars and i know uh, landsberg has some kickboxing experience, but it's nowhere near Jarena's level. And, uh, man, you know, the path to victory for Lena would be to somehow get past that first round and hope that Cyborg starts to gas out. But if Cyborg goes out there and bullies her around, which she is known for, uh, she's probably going to get that first round finish. So for Landsberg to win this fight, she has to weather the storm, which not many people can weather. No, I don't think most guys can weather Cyborg's storm. Like, um... You know, I, I'm I'm also from the Shootbox Academy too, um, of the USA, and and she's shootboxing. And from the stories I hear, man, she's she's you don't spar her like you'd spar a girl. You know, like you say, of course you don't. Okay, yeah, your sparring partners, the girls are your sparring partners. You don't go easy on them, but you don't go too hard on them because they're still women. You know. Yeah. But Cyborg, you you go at her like you're gonna go fight. You know what I mean? That's from what I hear. Cyborg's no joke. Uh, Justine, she's she's ridiculous, man. Um. Her striking is, is so fast and powerful, and, and by the time you throw one, she's already hit you with three, and three hard ones, man. And the way she moves her head and puts everything together, dude, she's, she's scary for anybody, man. Anybody around that weight class, women or, or male, you know? So I, I don't see it. I, it. I think it definitely is a mismatch, you know, in power, size. Um, yeah, like you said, she has kickboxing, kickboxing experience, but, you know, I, I looked up a some of her MMA fights and you know it's it, it's 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 nothing like cyborgs you know striking especially MMA striking and I don't know it's a complete I, it, it, hey dude props to her though <laughs> for taking this fight because I know a lot of women won't and I know a lot of guys wouldn't take that fight man that's a scary fight for anybody um I just think I think she's going to be too much for her. I think I think cyborg's going to hit her once and then she's going to realize what kind of fight this is and you know they're just going to let cyborg off the leash Dude, making your UFC debut in Brazil against Cyborg. I mean, geez, right? That's balls. 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 Much respect to her. Uh, yeah, she's fighting like, you know, like the most dominant female in MMA, you know? Like, 
It's ridiculous. I, 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 she has Cyborg has like one loss way back in the day, and I, I think it was a DQ or something like that, or, or something. Something happened where I forgot what it was. My coach was telling me about this. She has one loss, and it wasn't even like it was a loss or something. There was something crazy about her loss, but. No man, she, she she like like I said, her strikes are so powerful, so strong, so snappy. It she's 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 a monster, and any and you know for for the whole game, she's. I'm just glad that she's in the UFC. I'm glad that you know she gets her her, her spec, and you know it, that weight that weight cut looked brutal, but I don't think it's really gonna affect her because that's the same thing every time, and and it doesn't affect her. So, go cyborg. Yeah, so dude, real quick before we get out of here, let's talk about these three fight pass prelims briefly. Uh, just let's go over it. So first up, starting off the entire card, we got Glaco Franca. He's minus 170, and the comeback on Gregor Gillespie is plus 160. Now, Gregor Gillespie is a four-time All-American Division One champ. I mean, he's got all the wrestling accolades, and Glaco Franca is a jiu-jitsu black belt. You know, his last fight, he went the distance with my boy James Vick, and dude, I thought Vick was going to go out there and finish him in the first round, and Glaco took him all three, so I was impressed with that. Now with Gregor, yeah, he does have the wrestling credentials, like I mentioned, four-time All-American. You know, that that's that's serious wrestling credentials. But you know what, man? This isn't on the fucking NCAA mats, man. Exactly. This is in the octagon. This isn't wrestling. Exactly. You can't, you can't choke someone out in wrestling. You can't punch someone in the face in wrestling. And I've watched uh, Gillespie's fights. And, dude, if he wants to take you down, he's going to take you down. I'm sure he's going to get some takedowns here. But it's what happened in between those takedowns that really counts in my book. And... I think his striking kind of sucks. I think his jujitsu is non-existent. And I think, you know, the first round, he's probably going to take Franca down a couple times. But as he starts to, you know, get more tired, this is in Brazil, which is, uh, you know, Franca's country. And Gillespie is making the trip for the first time. Plus, it's his UFC debut. I think eventually he's going to start shooting for sloppy takedowns. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got Bravo choked, man. I think that's exactly what I'm thinking is going to happen. He's going to get dark. He's going to get guillotined. Um, he's, fighting, he's fighting a guy who's actually seasoned in the UFC in his hometown. And... And 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 took uh, took a tough dude all the way to decision, like you said, in James Vick. Um, he's he's I don't know. Uh, I I don't, I don't see. I don't know. It, re- wrestling can only take you so far, and 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 I think, like you said, eventually, like yeah, sure, he'll take him down, but eventually, he'll he, you know he'll get tired as as uh, as, as Glocko's like um, you know just continues to, to to work, 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 and just. You know, I don't even think that guy has, has. Does he have any jujitsu or anything like that on top, or does he just kind of just wrestle and stay on top of you? Nah. I didn't really look into him too much. Nah, he doesn't. He doesn't really have much jujitsu. I mean, he just he's a lay and pray guy, and I mean. You know, his his last fight, so, okay, so he's finished all his fights until his last one, which was against a 500 fighter, it went to a split decision, and I mean, you know, he'd get the takedowns at first, and then he got fucking backmounted by this 500 fighter, you know, obviously he worked his way out of it, but I'll tell you what, you get backmounted here by Glaco Franca, I think Franca's gonna finish going the split. fight, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly, yeah, that's, uh, I, I can't stand that, that, that style of fighting. You know, but, but we'll see, man. I, um, I'm not going for a, re- a wrestler. Nah, nah. I'm not going for you, buddy. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, basically, I would need dog money on Glaco Franca to play this fight. But since he's minus 170, I'm going to stay away and enjoy it. But, yeah, my pick is Franca here. Now, next up, man, we got Vicente Luque. He's minus 460. The comeback on Hector Urbina is plus 410. Now, Urbina is a really cool dude. 
Um, but man, you know, the one thing he has going for him is that he's tough. And that's about the extent of it. You know, he's not athletic. He's not technical. He's just tough. But Vicente, Vicente Luque, I, I got to give this guy a lot of credit. He's only 24, 25 years old. And, you know, back in the day, he, he finished Tiago Santos. He's got a lot of experience under his belt. If you looked at his record, it doesn't really tell the whole story because he's one of those guys that, like, when he was 18, 19, he was taking any fight he could get. So he took a couple hard losses. But now that he's older, he's managed by the right people. Now he's taking the right fights. So he's very experienced. But uh, man, I just think he's gonna, you know, unless he fucks around or something, I think he's got this all day and maybe a Darce choke, maybe a decision. But I got the minus 460 favorite, Vicente Luque. Definitely. He's, he's, and he's, he's no joke on the ground, man. He's a solid, solid jiu jitsu practitioner. Um, yeah, I, I see him get, I, I see him winning by the submission. Um, and like you said, Hector's tough, but man, that, that can only take you so far. Eventually, t- you know, tough either gets knocked out or tough gets tired. Um, you can keep swinging, but I think someone you know as skilled as as as, as uh, Vicente can can catch him sleeping, uh, catch catch him in a submission, maybe catch him in a he tries to overcommit on a sloppy punch and gets taken down, and then that's that's Vicente's world. Absolutely. Now, last fight we got to break down the featured fight pass prelim. We got Stevie Ray, Scotland's own. He's minus 160. The comeback on Alan Patrick is plus 150. Now, you know, Patrick is a very athletic guy. You know, I believe he's got a capoeira background. And, you know, I mentioned he's athletic. Let me emphasize that. I mean, this is the kind of dude that shows up to the weigh in scale. He does a backflip. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just that. He's a unique kind of guy. But, man, you know, he relies on that athleticism too much. I don't think he's anywhere near the technical level of Stevie Ray. I think Stevie Ray is better on the feet, on the ground, everywhere. He's more experienced. And on the feet, man, I love how he's, uh, Stevie Ray, he works behind his jab and he can knock dudes out, but he can also outpoint you for three. You know, he's a very mature fighter. On the regional scene in Cage Warriors, he went all five rounds more than once. That's that's some invaluable experience, in my opinion. And I think he's going to punish Alan Patrick here, man, straight up. He's gonna be. A, he's definitely gonna be. A, he's definitely the smarter fighter, the definitely more experienced fighter. You know, um, technically, like he, he's smart. He, he he'll know when to you know when to engage, when not to engage. When you know, he's he's very skilled, man. Plus, he's from Scotland. People from Scotland are badass. You know. Yeah. Um, shout out to my boy Will uh, Martin from Scotland. I know he's listening to this, so shout out. Shout out, man. Um, and and honestly, like you know, that athleticism, doing all those crazy spinning kicks and all that stuff, might get you caught up. Uh, and Stevie Ray will look for opportunities to to, to capitalize on that. So it's def- I'm definitely going for Stevie Ray, but uh, yeah, there's no way. I don't know. This this, this card, you know, the guys, the odds makers got it pretty right. I I, I would feel so. They've been on point lately, but uh, they're gonna they're gonna slip up soon because they're gonna get overconfident. That's where we're gonna be able to capitalize on some big underdogs. But lately, they've been on point, man. And dude, I just feel like with Alan Patrick. There's only so much flash that you can bring into the octagon against an experienced guy like Stevie Ray. Like, you have to be technical to beat a guy like Stevie Ray. I mean, you can catch him, but Alan Patrick's not really known for catching dudes. He's more known for using that athleticism to win decisions. But I don't think Stevie yeah. Ray is the guy that you can do that against. Yeah, yeah. He, he, Alan would have to hope for, like, uh, an opportunity to, like, maybe clip him and then create a scramble, but... But Stevie, Stevie's just way too fundamentally sound to like get caught up in anything, any, any, any of that craziness. So I think he'll have his hands up, ready to strike after Alan throws something crazy. And you know, I, the only thing, the only thing going for Alan is if he gets into a scramble in the first round and 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 and, and can actually use his athleticism and and cardio, a little bit of cardio to to catch Stevie in something. But I don't see it happening. So, dude, before we get out of here, we got to talk about the fight to watch and the fighter to watch. 
So, Albert, in your opinion, and I already know what your answer is going to be, what is the fight to watch for UFC Brasilia? <laughs> oh, it's definitely going to be, it's definitely going to be, um, 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 Gregor versus, uh, <laughs> nah, nah, we're going to, um, I, you know, it's got to be Paul Fledger versus, uh, uh Trinaldo. That's, that's, there's no way that, that fight's going to suck. Um, fight, fighter to watch? Uh, I'm watching Henner. Henning because I you know I I want to see him I want to see how he does Mike Del Torre is going to be another good one to to, to check out see how he, he reacts to uh, Pepe coming in crazy and and definitely I I want to see Stevie because I want to see how, you know I I love watching calculated fighters so those are my three that I would pick um, Henning would be the, the the main one. Absolutely, man. Obviously, your fight to watch, Felder versus Tornado. I can't disagree with you, man. You know, normally I have to disagree with my guest on this one, but I mean, that is absolutely the fight to watch. I mean, we were talking about it earlier how that could totally be the main event, man. It's the only fight on the main card that's not, you know, on paper a mismatch. It's a pick 'em, and I could see it actually going five rounds if it was the main event. Here, I could see it going three, and if it doesn't go three, someone's going to make a big statement. But bottom line, I see bonus money being uh, given out in that Felder Trinaldo fight. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's no way it can't be, man. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, and my fighter to watch, you know what? I'm going to go with Luan Chagas because, look, in his UFC debut, he took it on short notice against Serginho Moraes. He fought to a very tough draw, and, you know, he's only 23 years old, so now on a full camp, he's got the chance to go out there against Eric Silva, who's an established fighter in the UFC. Everyone knows who Eric Silva is, and if Luan Chagas can go out there and finish him, people are going to be talking about Chagas. So, for me, he's your fighter to watch. Now, Albert, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battles. Always a pleasure my man let the audience know uh what you got coming up next bro what, what are you thinking about doing i'm thinking about fighting anthony burchett <laughs> yeah i like it hey fans yeah. make sure you campaign for that let the ufc know you want to see burchett versus morales definitely definitely um no you know we're, you know we're ready to go you know we uh we we got a little bit of a, a suspension but we're you know we're gonna get cleared uh this weekend we gotta uh this week we gotta go talk to the doctor i think monday and then we'll be cleared because they just gave us a little suspension because of a, a, a. It looked like a deep cut on my cheek, but it really wasn't. So as soon as we get to the doctor, we're good to go and we're back training. I'm ready to go. You know, nothing really happened in that fight other than a, a robbery. <laughs> uh, they, they took a piece. They took a piece of my heart. Um, but it's all good. You know, we're ready to go back in the cage and perform. Team Warriors ready to go. Um, and that's it, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely, dude. And we talked about that fight a little bit, but one thing I didn't ask you was. What was it like to fight in the UFC's octagon? Just to have a nice three-round war where you got to throw everything at this guy. It was it was, it was definitely um, an, an awesome experience. You know, I, 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 I the only time I, I lost control was definitely in the third round. I, I, you know, he came out. The the funny thing is, the game plan was we were expecting him to come out and brawl, and we were going to sit back and fire and look for that knockout right in the first. And he didn't do that all until till the third round, and it, it pisses me off that you know the whole flight home. I, I was watching the fight, and 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 the second he came in in the third round, he rushed in. I sat back, I fired as soon as I as soon as I hit him, I hit him, and he, and, and and he started going backwards. That's when I like that was exactly what we wanted to do. So instead of doing the game plan, which was after that, just kind of sit back and you know pick my shots because I, I knew I hurt him. I rushed him like an idiot, and I know one time during the fight I actually ran to him. And, and it just made, to me, that was, you know, at the end of the fight, you know, I lift his hand up. 
I raised his hand. It wasn't he. he I, I heard a funny interview where he said he that I knew the superior fighter was no. I was raising your hand because I'm giving you credit that you survived a three round fight with me. Um, that, that that was that was that was that was what I was doing. You know, like I was showing him you know a little bit of respect because I was disappointed in myself that I I, I allowed myself to get sloppy. Um, and and so I, it's a good thing you know like um, me and my coaches were talking about it. The zero the the draw was uh, actually could be the best thing that could ever happen to me because because I got to. I made a mistake in the ring and it didn't cost me too much. You know, it, it cost me, it cost me, you know, my, my, my win bonus. And, 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 you know, I, I needed that, I guess I needed a reality check. So I just can't wait to get back in there. Now I'm going to be even more focused and, uh, and ready to come on and destroy the Bantamweight division. Like I've been saying. Oh, absolutely, man. You're learning your craft. You're figuring it out. And it's good that a wake-up call slash learning lesson for you is, is a draw, you know, because for other people, a wake-up call is getting knocked out in the first round. You know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that'll, that, you know, that won't happen. Um, but, but, man, that, that money means everything to me. And, 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 and to take that away from me and my family... Uh, that, that 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 breaks my and it just you know gives a fire under my and you know it's funny you know I talk about like always winning and and a loss you know it would it, be bad but it wouldn't be devastating it wouldn't be devastating but man get not getting that win killed me so much more than I thought it would you don't even know <laughs> it's just driving me crazy I just can't wait to get back in there man Oh, well, you're going to get that call soon because, I mean, you're the kind of fighter that the fight that the fans like to see, someone that comes to fight, not someone like this guy, you know, Gregor, who's just going to hump someone for three rounds. You're coming to fight. That's what the fans like to see. So, fans, make sure you follow Albert Morales at Warrior135UFC on Twitter. And for everyone listening to this, thank you guys so much for checking out Half the Battle. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com for the plays. And subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So until the next time, let's cash these bets. In the ever win, clean water was only served to the fairest skin. Doing clothes, you would have thought I had help, but it wasn't satisfied unless I picked the cotton myself. You see, it's broken to race some nests that don't touch anything in the stove, and it's written to race some nests that come in please by more. What you want? A Bentley fur coat, a diamond chain? All you blacks want all the same thing. You still only be younger. Leaders and his followers, but I'd rather be a brick than a swallow.